0: Hello nomads, and welcome to episode six of the Nomads of Fantasy Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I am here with Eric and Dave.
1: What up?
2: Hey now!
0: And w- clearly we're still <laughs> working on our <laughs> still working on our intros. Still gotta
1: work on those intros.
0: Maybe you never will, and that'll be that'll just be the awkward moment no, that we just always deliver. Switch it up. <laughs> so today, uh we were going to talk about a Quentin Tarantino movie that came out in uh, 2019, and it's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Neither of these two have seen it. I had. I loved it, so I w- wanted to recommend it to them, because they do like Tarantino flicks, and it was just a matter of time, so shit, we have a podcast, why not talk about it? Okay, now before we get into that, uh, I don't know, we always like to catch up on what we've been up to, so Dave, what have you been watching or playing?
2: Uh, watching. I actually got it <laughs> as weird as it is. I had a little bit of spare time to myself. I started watching season two of my hero academia. Wow. And I, I'm I so am so proud of you, Dave. Uh, I'm only a couple episodes in. I was just dipping my toes. I still have the same complaints as I did before, but it's, it's grown on me. It's pretty cool. So, I mean, I, I haven't really watched too much this week. It's been a busy week. Been playing a lot of games. Um, Finished Far Cry 5. Uh, oh, that's
0: right. You did finish that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And hot take. What's, what's, us hear that, that, the, ending. that <laughs> ending
2: was, that ending was kind of mush. I, uh, a fart in the wind. I know. Wind. You go to, you go to save all these people and then I'm assuming everybody dies. I don't know if there's DLC for Far Cry 5 or not, but well, right. uh, technically,
1: the, um, you know, that Far Cry New Dawn game
2: mm-hmm. that's
1: like this direct sequel to five like that's what happens after the apocalypse yeah i wouldn't mind playing that i
0: think that's got all the same online co-op and stuff dave and it's i don't know next time it's on sale, we should snag
2: it it's probably yeah it's probably pretty cheap now but ending up in the spoiler alert ending up in the bunker with the <laughs> cult leader all by yourself was kind of a big letdown what was his like, name you know, jacob sh- yeah that might have been his brother oh, i don't know john but. john seed John, uh, I don't fucking remember. Yeah, that was all right though. Um, yeah, not the I, best
0: ending. Uh, it's more of about oh, the yeah, exp- yeah. on the way there kind of shit.
2: Uh, I heard that there's going to be another Two Point Hospital being talked about at E3. So, or Two Point Game. So, I was playing Two Point Hospital. It's right. like a little sim sim game. You're making which is up actually a fun. I like it. It is. It's a good time waster. It's, it's, rela- yeah, it's relaxing. It's just like, you get sucked in, and you, it's like one of those one more, one more days, one more moves kind of sieve feelings to it. But if you're hopping on late at night and you only got like a half hour or forty five minutes to kill, and you don't want to jump into anything super deep, it's a good one to throw in. But they announced Two Point Campus today at Summer Games Fest. Oh, so. okay. So it's kind of it's basically the same thing except college campus. You're building all sorts of crazy labs and stuff like that so let's see
1: uh what's the hook of what's the hook of those games is it like because the last one of those that i played was like fucking sim city um i don't know if it's anything like that but i'm not really into like the the city builder or haven't been since like those days
0: there yeah the hook is really if the controls are slick and intuitive um the hook is really just you're just creating you're just kind of making cool shit like there's some goals like they'll have objectives and stuff like that but you can just make it your own. It's like pretend. I don't know. Right, Dave? It's like yeah, Minecraft. it wasn't getting it wasn't Stuff getting like too that.
2: intense. It was like uh it's got the same thing as like the Jurassic World Evolution where like sure. something's out. you always need something. It's kind of that spinning plates where you're trying to like oh no I need more doctors over here, now I need more nurses over here and you're balancing yeah. the budget and kinda so so foot traffic. Is there like and a can...
1: fail state if like all the patients die or something?
2: Oh, i didn't get any close no, to any one of those so <laughs> yeah me either
0: i've done a couple of hospitals too dave real quick real quick because reminding me uh so today uh earlier today we uh, had the summer games event that kind of kicked off today and i you know the three of us are watching at least all three of us at the same time were watching the, the intro part and uh they they did they teased that jurassic evolution 2 but what was funny was um we're all in discord like doing commentary as we're watching this go live. And you guys are like, Jurassic Park! Oh my god, it's gonna be so cool! And we're like, yeah, how cool is this gonna be? Like, it's Jurassic Park, it's gonna be a cool game. And it's a sequel to a friggin' you know, uh, uh sim, which ugh, nobody wants it. So I, I was People telling you... really g-
1: like that game. Whatever, man. You know what they really and
0: want. And I was but do we need a dinosaurs. sequel? But like, so then I joked to you guys, and like, what yeah. they need to make is like an alien isolation game. Set into the like that, but for Jurassic Park, right? That you would guys be awesome. Like, Wouldn't that be awesome if, if there, for any chance, a developer listens to this? Please make that happen. Whoever made the it's Like uh, a survival,
2: kind yes. I mean, of yes, imagine Glossy or T Rex. Th- oh my god, that's what they lost in those movies, really. You got that the horror, in like the first movie, yeah. Like, the yeah, can we all agree the first one's pants. the best? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. What else was on the game list? Uh, played a little bit of Capcom Arcade. They put out a collection where, obviously, they give you the one game for free, and they want you to spend like forty-five or fifty bucks to buy the rest of their games, which was kind of was a little insulting. But they had some. They have some good ones in there. They got the Street Fighters, uh, There's Final Fight, a couple other ones in there. But it's like six games for fifteen bucks. I wasn't. I wasn't really feeling that. That's one that I probably look for when it goes on sale. But five dollars? I'm
0: not buying retro shit. And if it's like dirt cheap, because I'm sorry, like come on, we have are like in the golden era of video games right now. Some of the best games that i have ever made are out, and they're huge. How can you sell me old shit just because of nostalgia? Get the fuck out of here. I, I think that you know, I'm, fifteen dollars. So Nintendo. many platforms. Look too. at Nintendo. That's why I mean Dave argue all the time about how Nintendo it like, is is ex- stupid expensive rip off shit. Like we love it, but it's <laughs> kind of like Xbox can't pull that shit. You know, Titanfall Two, Titanfall Two is so goddamn good, and it's always on sale for like five dollars. It costs more for a cheeseburger at McDonald's than Titanfall Two. That's and then you're gonna sell me fifteen dollars for games that came out thirty five years ago? Come on,
2: They're probably uh, charge on the this yeah.
0: is a. This is an old man yells at clouds. It situation. is it is, I know, but like whatever. I'm trying dude, it's, it's a value conversation.
2: Anyways, sorry.
0: I will come down.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I got I got one more, and this was kind of our uh our team our team building activities. Uh yeah, let's was, talk about this. It was Animal Royale. Which is Super a, Animal Royale. Super Animal pardon me. Uh, battle royale game 64 people drop onto a map it's all like that 2d 2.5 d i don't know what it is orthoscopic view where you're kind of like looking down at a sprite yeah map it's and
0: impressive it's
2: cute yeah, little like, animals yeah, with yeah, assault rifles yep.
0: and dave we had this idea we're like we need to make a stick shooter a <laughs> battle royale and here that's, it is yeah, it's a,
1: basically a twin stick shooter yeah that's how you uh control the shooting anyways you got your movement on your left stick and your aim on your right stick, which Brandon didn't know that. Uh,
0: t- oh, my God. I, I, I knew it was 6 I totally forgot. And I know. And I was just, like, doing it with one stick. And I was like, man, this game's hard. But once I figured out, duh, twin-stick shooter, what are you doing with the other one? Uh, yeah, that was a big deal. Dude, the visibility, how, like, somebody, like, how people can hide in stuff and it just dis- disappears. Like, I thought the way they handled the visibility. That's so smart for, so a, smart.
1: like, a 2D game like that.
2: Yeah. Because that's so, that's yeah, basically I played a couple of solos yes. and I got pretty far, and that's one of the things that I ended up doing was hiding in a bathroom with a shotgun. Yes. Or hiding in yeah, a barn so or shit like that.
1: I got way farther, like you, Dave, when I played solo. I played a couple matches after we were done solo. And my I think the first match I played, I got third place, and then I played a couple more, I got like second place. I still haven't gotten first yet. But um yeah, that's that's really fun uh but yeah the way the hiding works like it just it basically cuts off any like view of your character if you're behind like a wall or something it's really cool because it has like a a vision cone type thing um if you're hiding behind something so they can't see you unless you get around that uh vision cone yeah it's pretty pretty talented uh team working there and the the fucking yeah, the the like the diversity of the weapons. I don't know. There's something about this game that just uh, that really pulled me in. I'm not usually too into battle royales,
2: but this one uh,
1: hit for me, and it was yeah, it was super fun playing with squads.
2: Yeah, I learned some stuff playing. Like this, there's the sniper rifle that we were all avoiding. I found out that that just bypasses people's armor. Things That's like really that. Cool. It drops like the their poison darts. Th- yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of little nuance. You can get into a hamster ball and run around and murder people and roll like instant kill. Ooh. My favorite was the uh, the emus. You can hop on those
1: and, you know, they travel faster and you can use your attack button to peck people. That was really cool. Well,
2: yeah. it's, got, it's got a nice crisp art style to it. So it looks nice. It's. Oh, I don't want to say flash flash gamey, but uh it has that vibe for yeah. sure, like that. that Hold kind on a second. So y- you
0: you guys have played more than I have. Can you guys talk about that final circle? Because it seems like it's all fun and games and they get to that final Dude, circle it's, and it's, and it's, it's just like it's a crazy. shit show. But is there any strategy at all or no? Or is it just kind of like here we go, it's just everybody's here and
1: then it's just luck? Dude, yeah, I mean Is there any like skill? Any other- yeah, but it's no, like the final Battle circle, pump, like pump you're, hiding fucking, yeah. Yeah, you're, well, hiding you're hiding behind a fucking yeah, you're hiding behind one tree, and the guy, uh, the other person is behind the other tree, and it's you know it's the first person that wants to pop out, and oh, literally okay. the circle is like this big, like super tiny in the center of the screen. Yes, okay, and like right. you know, you're you you obviously you got all this poison gas around you so you got to stay within this tiny circle and then yeah there's usually one rock or one tree you can hide behind and then the other person hides behind it and you just got to kind of flank them and uh take them down but
2: it's all yeah, about it that
1: crazy one when... you
2: gotta get that roll and shotgun
0: yes yeah. Dodge and shotgun and yeah. that
2: just murders fools in there yeah it's
0: cool to do it feels good
1: that's one of those moments in the game
2: it's like oh yeah that was cool to do
1: <laughs> yeah that was cool yeah uh, I think, yeah, one of my favorite weapons was the, uh, I think, well, the Magnums and, like, the Deagle, they, it's like two shots and it takes, like, someone's full health down. Okay. Like, if you, yeah, so, if, I mean, if someone has, like, level three armor, it would probably take, like, five shots because, like, one shot for each armor and then two shots for their health. Um, but it's, yeah, the the variety of weapons in there. It's really cool, and it's creative, and it's just fun. It's just new to d- dress up your character and look dumb, and it's free. Yeah, and it's free. Oh yeah. So you guys,
0: do you guys understand? Like, how, how does that work? Like, how do people get this game? It's like game. It's just free, hundred percent free. Or
1: it's free. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's like any other free to play game. I mean, you got that. You obviously got your currencies, and then you can pay for cosmetics if you want. Um, but the game otherwise is one hundred percent free.
2: It's still in game okay. preview, isn't it?
1: yeah technically it's still yeah but i think Ah. it's out it's out on like steam early access and uh i think a couple other places but uh actually it might just be xbox and pc i don't remember because i looked for it on switch because i thought that would be a really good switch game but i couldn't find it on there i think it's eventually coming to switch once it gets out of uh, early access
0: okay the um i mean we we all three of us have been playing it you two especially um but eric i mean since you're already talking about what you've been playing is there anything else that you've been playing since we oh, last
1: yeah. i know you and i only played uh some halo yeah i was gonna two? i was gonna bring that up we played a yeah we played some halo too we played what Game like Master the last halo? couple missions yeah, yeah, and, yeah and then Master that chief collection lame ending <laughs> or lack thereof dude yeah okay well this is well first of all we started out on heroic which we both got our asses handed to us we couldn't even get past we couldn't get past the first two grunts of the, or the first two brutes of the level. Like we were just getting our asses kicked. So we bumped it down to normal, I think. And then we were, I mean, we, we were doing fine. It was still kind of hard, but but it was, it was, it was fun. But yeah, the fucking ending was so lame. That's the first time I ever saw Halo two's ending before. And oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I came out of nowhere and it was like, if I was uh, fucking back in the day playing Halo Two and I got that ending, I'd be kind of pissed. Like I was, was such dude. A, I, I was so hyped for it's that such game. Such a big cliffhanger. I was so hyped for that game. Like, yes. What was it? F- like four or five years in between Halo Two and Three. I don't remember how what the because uh, Halo Two came out in what 2005, I believe. No, no, no. yeah, or Halo hold One. Hold on. No, Halo One came. Halo out in 2001. like 2001. Halo Two came out. Halo Two came out in yeah. two thousand four.
0: Okay, yes, yeah, so that sounds about right. Because then still Halo college. Three
1: was two thousand seven. So three, okay, three years, but three years to see the uh, what comes of that fucking cl- stupid cliffhanger.
0: Oh, from two from two to three. From two to three. Yeah, yeah. I you know you know three. I don't know. Whatever. Yes. That but that game, the gameplay still holds up. I still had fun like playing co op with that game. I was like. Bungie, man
1: they uh, yeah, always been it polished. Fun. it's fun co-op and the fucking uh the uh, the um remastered I don't know I guess remade cutscenes in the Master Chief collection look so fucking good they look so good um but other than that I'll give you uh, I got a little I've been still dabbling in a little bit of Mario Odyssey um I have That's awesome. I'm, I'm up to like 400 Four hundred and twenty moons now. Hey, um, OK, four twenty baby. Uh, but yeah, four hundred twenty moons. So I've got like I think I was at about around 400 last time. So still dabbling in that. But the main game that's caught my attention lately is a little game called Griftlands. Um, I told you guys about this a little bit. Let me yeah. uh let me pitch let me pitch you on this. Brandon hates uh deck oh, builder card, card battler yeah. games. Yeah. I'm a card guy. So hit, hit yeah, me up I'll with it. This. Dave, out. Dave is get would well, would love this game. This is right up Dave's alley. So um it's it's a nice blend of genres. It's got so it's a card battler or whatever deck builder they call them an RPG and a roguelike. So it's all of those combined together. So think like hmm. Slay the Spire, and uh, I've heard this com- like uh, comparison before, but if Slay the Spire met like Mass Effect or something, so it's got that Mass Effect like type universe with the sci-fi, huh. um, but it and and the RPG elements, but it's also a, it has those card battling elements of Slay the Spire, um, and it's really cool because. Like I said, it's got the RPG elements. So, I mean, it has, like, the standard, like, you're talking to characters. You got these, like, speech trees and everything. Um, but what's cool is there's two types of card battles. So there's negotiation battles. And there's, like, actual, like, battles where you just fight each other. And you have two separate um, health meters. Uh, one for One's called Resolve, which is basically your, like, speech negotiation health and then one is your hp which is your regular health so if you run out of your resolve you can't uh like choose to negotiate anymore and if you run out of health your runs over and you basically have to start over since it's a roguelike so you start from the beginning is there like Um, an
2: overworld are you going from are you like walking around and talking to people or are you just like following a progression from like point a to point b to point c and
1: so it's procedurally generated so every run is different um and like the way it looks is like when you're you go to these the overworld is kind of like i don't know think of like a like a board game type map so it's got like just a map with different mission points and you can choose which mission point to go to and then you see your little character icon like go across the map and then along the way you can run into like random encounters where like i don't know this bandit uh, rolls up on you and he either wants to fight you or steal something from you. Or yeah. I've had like someone just give me like random items along the way. That's um, pretty cool. And yeah, so you choose, you know, you go to these different mission points, it's broken up into days. So like you do a certain amount of missions for one day and then you go back to like your home base and you sleep and you restore like your health and your resolve for the next day. And you, keep continuing on from there but um
2: what were you playing like
1: the i'm playing on switch okay it's like it's a really good game for switch but the only my only complaint there is like it's I mean, it was originally a pc game so the text is like super small if you're playing in handheld mode which kind of stinks but i've gotten over that i'm not too old yet so my eyes are still pretty good so i can i can read it
2: (laughs) oh it looks like it's yeah switch Um, playstation xbox Pretty much everything. So.
1: Yeah, I've been following this game for a while because it's been in early access on Steam for like two years, um, and it finally came out. I think last week, and so I picked it up. It's only <laughs> it was on sale for like fourteen ninety nine on Switch, um, but it's really cool. But the 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 hook for me is like the two different like battle systems, like I was talking about the negotiation and the um, just the regular battles. So the way that can fall into play is like, uh, say you have like this character that you're supposed to fight for this mission, but he has a friend that will also fight for him. If fight for him, if you choose to fight him, you can talk to his friend first and basically go into this negotiation battle to basically convince him to not fight with his friend. Or you can decide you just want to pay him off so he he looks the other way. So, you know, the the battle will be easier. So it has all of these different RPG elements um, going on. It's it's really complex. Um, like there like when I first initially started it, like everything was really overwhelming. Like there was so many different like effects that the cards do and all that stuff. I think that's the biggest hurdle in the card battlers is like a, uh, understanding all of the systems going on. <laughs> and everything and what all of the different like status effects mean and all that stuff uh but once you can get past that um it's really cool but i don't know if uh if i'm selling brandon on it but well it, oh, me pass hell no dude you should look you should uh you should brand, i know i know dave will like it yeah um, dude i tried hearthstone and i shouldn't get into that Dude, I think I think I don't know, maybe with the RPG elements it could bring you in. You it, should just look oh, at yeah. the gameplay it, video.
0: It sounds cooler than most of the um the card games that I, I just I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like card games on a console. It's just like but if I'm it, cards are for me to pretend I'm doing something. So, if I'm playing a video game, I don't have to pretend in the same way cuz like I can be the thing like I can pl- I can it's 3D let now. Me, it's not. I don't know. I can't.
1: Let me. Uh, let me tell it's you a scenario me, that happened think. to me. I was before before we got on. I was just playing. Oh, okay. And so I it's fresh. I went through. I mean, I I only made it through one run so far. So, um, like at the end of the second day, I like I did all these missions, all this stuff. So by the end of the day, I was ready to like go back to my home base and rest and move on to the next day which restores all your health and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was really low on my resolve, which is like the negotiation points. And I was like, I, I only had like half health left. So I thought I was in the clear. Like I went back to my home base. I'm like, yeah, I want to go rest in my bed and go to the next day. But there was an assassin in my room waiting for That's me. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, so yeah, like when it's I walked like in my room, room, it was like, yeah, there's like there's someone in the shadows waiting for me and like I talked to them and I had the option to either try to negotiate with them to like not kill me or to fight them. But since my resolve was basically gone, I had no choice but to fight them and okay. I only had half le- health. I only had half le- health left and like you can't escape this battle like some battles you can. Um, there's there's another system on top of this that I'll try to explain There's a panic level. So if you get an enemy down to a certain amount of health, they'll panic, quote unquote, and they'll like uh, surrender the fight. Um, And at the end of the fight, you can either choose to let them go or you can execute them, which is another. That's cool. cool. And there's consequences. Uh, There's consequences. There's a risk reward for that. If you if you choose to execute them, you'll get this certain like card ability, like each character has a an ability you can gain if you kill them but everyone who's connected to them all their friends will hate you so they'll come after you um, but it- if you if you decide to spare them they'll you know you won't get all those consequences but you won't gain the rewards if you do kill them so there's a risk-reward there. sure um, but uh, yeah so I had like going back to the assassin <laughs> thing I had no choice but to fight them and there was no like there was none of that panic stuff like it was either I uh, kill this guy and live or he kills me and I die. So I ended up dying and that ended my run. And I just, I don't know. I wasn't even mad about it because I thought that was such a cool thing. Like I love um, that moment in games. Such emergent like gameplay. Uh, it was really cool.
2: Do you carry progression yeah. through?
1: So there's, there's some things you carry over. Um, you can like, you get these like perk points, uh, where you can unlock certain perks when you start a run. So you either, you can, you have a certain number of slots you can fill. So you can either start with more health or more money or like gain a certain amount of power, stuff like that. So you do, uh, yeah, you do unlock stuff along the way. So you're not starting from zero every time, but there's also another thing. That's cool there's uh that i didn't mention there's three different characters and so you start with the first one and she's just like a bounty hunter um whatever who was like sold into slavery and wants to get revenge on uh this person who killed her family and all this This some cool backstory um but after you finish like day one of her story you unlock another character and you can actually get uh, have two separate stories going on at the same time. So you can have one run with one character and another run with another character. And there's so you can have up to three separate runs at the same time, uh, oh. which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's
0: pretty cool. Um, I like that.
1: But there's a lot going on in this game. And I'm just I feel like I just scratched the surface, but I'm excited to uh, dig more. How did you find out about this game? It. Did you just come across it or you knew about it and you were tracking like it? I said? Yeah, like I said, I've been following it uh for like X- the past two years okay because it it's early like, access that's right yeah yeah it was on steam right. early access for okay, the past cool. two years and I, I was gonna buy it on steam but then i'm like nah, i'll just wait and then i saw it finally came out of early access last week and i'm like yep i'm i gotta buy this okay what's it called again it's called Griftlands, and you're playing time.
0: it on your switch but you can get it on everything or it's on anything, anything. okay it's on everything cool. yeah. so so this is a new okay cool all right any other comments you want to make on it um otherwise i feel like it's uh, a good time to move on but yeah anything you want to yeah, say yeah I,
1: I think i think that's all i had um yeah yeah that was it for me okay cool um
0: i'll just real quick just cuz i know they're like kind of into this but um i played Mortal Kombat 11 story, not all of it, but you know, I, I,
1: yes, yeah,
0: dude. And I was working on the camp, the story. And I just got to say never realms studio is the main studio making these games, right? Like that's the, the company, like that's the team. Yeah. So Ed Boon and all those guys, right? Um, yeah. So I just got to say, Whatever, man. I don't like the. I don't like any of the movies. I think they're all trash. I think they're all bad. And I think I can't stand that video game movies can't ever just be good, like a good movie. We all agree, at least, that the new one that just came out in two thousand twenty-one, right? The main character was lame. He's a new character, and he was lame. I don't care where he's from or what his background uh, is. That's he where can't... you're going.
2: It's debating. And and I'm great like... mo- great movie, but he was like a piece of cardboard.
0: But like I'm playing the Mortal Kombat 11, and first off, they have a, such good technology to really capture um, people's like subtleties in their facial a- um, acting or whatever. But uh, just the story, the world—it's just better in their games. Uh, like when they did Injustice 2, I thought it was better than the Zack Snyder shit that's been
1: coming out. Like I just, I don't know. I think they're it really also good. Also, seems like. So good. Uh, For some reason, in movies, they. I mean, fucking Mortal Kombat's known for violence and gore, but it seems like in movies they hold back on that stuff like way more for some reason. Like, you play a fucking Mortal Kombat game.
2: But, like, you gotta gotta water it down so to appeal to more people. I think, like, the games are more focused on, like, the gamers, and the gamers know that what the fuck is going on, but.
0: Okay, hold on though, because again, I don't want to tease. I don't want to say too much, but like we saw a Tarantino movie that's fucking violent as fuck at the end, right? So well, in when one say, scene, in one no. scene. But hold on, but like when I watch, but when I watch Mortal Kombat, when, when I'm playing Mortal Kombat 11, every fight and every person like has just like these ridiculous deaths. And when I watched the movie, it was just like three friggin' like cool crazy over-the-top deaths yeah that's the, it's yeah just right that's the, yeah exactly it's just, that's like, this, game, this yeah. game did such a yeah right and it, like this game just did a better job because it just the whole time shit and there's i don't know i'm really impressed so i just gotta say because i played injustice 2 mortal kombat 10 story not all of it but just like the first quarter of it i gotta go but now i want to kind of play 9 10 and 11 but 11's i don't know it's just good good job so i just want to throw that in there um Otherwise, I've been playing the same games you guys have. I kind of uh, didn't play too much this week. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting something that I played, but uh, but yeah, all right. Moral of the story: Video game movies suck. Uh, they, they they do, man. Like they're just they're not even like. There's like five good ones. There's like maybe one or two that you can argue are good or watchable, but it, to an it's extent, like, like the Hedgehog. Watchable <laughs> with the, with your kid, but it's not great. Like Sonic yeah. does it's the freaking, he does it's the stupid, movie. he does that stupid floss
1: dance in it like 15 times. It's just like, I'm hoping the um, the uh, Super Mario movie is going to be good. They got to go Pixar by, for to do that. 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 Illumination, yeah. Illumination isn't making illumination, it like doesn't make me folks. They don't make good movies, they don't have they released I are, I like they're okay. That, yeah. they're okay. They're okay, they're, they're, they're good. Good. They... Is good. I like it. No, Damn. no, they teased it like two years ago. But, but they haven't shown uh, any. i'm um, supposed to be. No, it's supposed to be coming out. Uh, I want to say this year or next year or something, but they haven't shown. 2021. It, but, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of everything's wild right now
0: because obviously, but yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to kind of throw in from what I've been playing or watching whatever, but Uh. okay. So here we are. Uh, Quentin Tarantino came out with a movie in 2019 called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and f- for the record, we all like Tarantino movies, right?
2: Dude, yeah, I, I love okay. Tarantino. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't go I, to love, but some are some are definitely better than others.
0: Oh, really? Okay, I, he's, some, there's some
2: a, are in the love range. Some are in the all right range. Sure, wow. I haven't
1: seen all of them, but I no, seen me neither. A, Vast majority of them. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I, I wanna, like all of them.
0: I want to know what you have and have not watched. So, have you watched the Kill Bill movies? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. And we all agree that one is better. Part one is better than two, or volume one is better than two, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We've yeah, seen yeah, yeah. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that's the one I haven't seen. Jesus Christ, Ooh, dude! That is you a need good one. I know. That movie's, I gotta watch it. That's a. Oh, that's I know. A, yeah, you gotta watch that. Um, we've seen Pulp Fiction.
2: Uh-huh. Yep. i yes. honestly
1: don't think i don't think i've seen that i think i've seen every part of that movie but i don't think i've oh, actually sat of those down and watched yeah, it okay. all the way all right, through yeah. yeah
0: you should you should it's out of order so like you probably still will get like the same experience when you watch it from beginning to end but if you want to just see what kind of made tarantino like he, he's always like since i think Reservoir dogs or whatever he's made a name for himself but pulp fiction is his early movie that just is like that's his like you know, because I think everybody knows that. Uh, um, not Django, and um, uh, Glorious Bastards is probably his best movie. Like I think, I think across the board, everybody I like
1: agree. Glorious Bastards a lot. Yes, Dave, yes. you have seen My that, right? But, yes. Oh, you don't think it's no, that good?
2: I mean, it's good, but I don't think I'd put it in his top. I'd put Pulp and Reservoir Jeez. Dogs above it
1: us dude i don't what, Django, what do you want? Django for me is my favorite oh, okay. like i i remember seeing that in the theaters and i was just fucking blown away okay that movie. Oh, i had fun with oh, that oh, movie too
0: christopher waltz uh is fantastic in both of those dude, movies he was amazing in that movie yeah he, he's very likable uh okay real quick then so have we seen hateful eight that one no, I, have I have not seen which okay, it's why i want to heard is
1: not the best one
0: i thought it was fantastic these. Um, but uh, you're talking to a guy who thinks that Tarantino can't make a bad movie. I think the, <laughs> my least favorite is, um, is Kill Bill, uh, volume two. But other than that, like Jackie Brown, I just started watching a few weeks ago. I, I, I forgot I started it cause it's the only one I've never seen. And I gotta, I gotta, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Uh, Sam Jackson, I don't know. Tarantino knows how to make like y- your favorite actors, like just even cooler. But, um, all right. So he's made a lot of movies. We've seen them, uh, or most of them, or whatever. But we're familiar with what we get out of Tarantino. Tarantino is all about world building and dialogue, right? Like, ultimately, he just makes really cool dialogue. And hyper-violence. And then he does, yeah, yeah, because because of his influence from, like, old shit. Because he's a director who is, everything he makes, I think, is making as a tribute you know, an homage to the past. Right. So, mm-hmm. so when you look that, at a movie like, that,
2: well, this that is a very meta. Me yeah. One.
0: We don't need to get into the meta in this movie, but obviously if you even look at like some of the subtleties, like um, how women act in the movie, it's, 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 it's crazy. Like how he, he treats women in this movie in the, in the roles they're given. Right. Cause like, it's crazy. Like the leading actress it has like no fucking lines in this movie, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Robbie's uh, character. But, um, but then but the, the younger girls, the more independent thinking, not known, not popular for their looks, just like normal girls. They have way more lines. You know, there's something that I thought about that. Like the more pretty and like celeb you are, the less of a dialogue that you got in this movie. But if you actually had something to say, you got to talk a lot in this movie. But anyways, Get ahead of myself. Uh, I want to frame this up real quick. So we have a background with this mo- uh with Tarantino. Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood came out in 2019. Uh, I would say it's kind of like a comedy. Well, whatever. It's like a comedy drama, right?
1: Uh, a lot of different genres going on. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I kind of want to just go
1: through.
2: I don't know. It's got a little bit of everything mm-hmm. in there.
1: Well,
0: all right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's it's Tarantino. It's Tarantino, right? Um, I think he's just having fun at this point. I think he's just in the zone these days. And he's just, he's got like huge names and he can just do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, but yeah, he's got Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. He's got uh, Al Pacino. He's got a lot of his old people
1: that he used to work with. So it, there's a lot I was of going to cool- say, Tarantino likes his like core actors that he likes to work with because like he Leo, does obviously it's been in fucking scorsese Django.
0: does christopher nolan does i mean this happens yep. right it's okay yeah it he always knows. happens yep i think a lot of people want to work with tarantino though. i think he's like somebody's just like I, I it's like to be it's an honor to be picked to be in his movie well, Because you know he,
2: partly i think it's because of the the dialogue that he writes lets the actors shine Basically, in the role, in a so. different
0: way than what they usually do. Yeah, yeah, man. Leo in this movie, is <laughs> fucking great. Okay, so yeah, it's awesome. Well, okay, so yeah. Actually, you know, before we get into it, um, I, I guess I kind of skipped the beat because we already know I I love this movie. I think it's. I don't think it's my favorite. I think probably Inglorious Bastards is or whatever, but but I really like this movie. Did you, how, Dave and Eric? What are your guys's reactions? Let's go, Dave. You know what? Because I already know yours. What?
2: <laughs> you no, no, my reaction. I have all sorts of mixed feelings about this You
1: hit, you, but you, you, you already
2: had place.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in the same camp. I have mixed feelings overall. I would say that I enjoyed it, um, for an almost three hour movie. It didn't like feel like a three hour movie. Like, sure. Even which though there's is impressive to do, even though there's a lot of dialogue going on. Um, I think it has a good pacing. Like it moves pretty well. I was, there's I three core myself... characters technically, I guess. Yeah. I didn't find myself like bored throughout any of it. Um, yeah, I mean, there were some things that I had issues with, but I would say overall, I liked it. Okay,
0: we'll bring up those uh, issues and things that you liked as we go over the the plot. But uh, all right, Dave, what about you? What was you said? Mixed reactions. So this is kind of a meh or it's good. Uh, it's not great, well, but it's good. I or? mean,
2: it's got the it's, Tarantino's dialogue is good, but and you know he's one thing I noticed in this one is he's getting. Like some of his earlier movies were more little simpler with his framing of his shots and stuff like this, and you can tell that he's got a bigger budget to work with, and a lot of the shots that he's using and his you know framing of stuff is really really nice. So,
0: which he kind of had to do, right?
2: Fantastic,
0: because it's Hollywood. And yeah, he's got to do so many things visually to just keep up with the theme. But yeah,
2: one thing that. Fucked with me going into this one though is I I knew nothing about the movie going in absolutely Good. zero. That's the way to do and, any
0: movie, honestly.
2: Mm-hmm. This one, this one, you need some history. I think you need some history of Hollywood, and you need to know because a lot of the stuff that he's doing is paying homage or referencing old stuff. So, oh yeah, yeah, he's pulling he names. Pulling yeah. like Bruce Lee and shit like that. But then, yep, like there's the whole uh, what's her name, Sharon Tate. Is uh yep. who Margot Robbie is playing? Yeah,
0: Sharon Tate. Yep.
2: Yeah, I knew which we all literally nothing about that. I I knew nothing what? about that. I what, I, I, I knew nothing rock? about that. You don't know anything Manson about thing. the Manson and Manson and all those no. cool cycles. Yeah. So they, I what do you think so do to, do me, oh my God, to me? To me, the the whole part of her and who uh, makes who's no the sense. Dude she's sense with? It Ro- makes Romana literally no sense. They're literally in the movie for nothing. Like, you could have them completely out of the movie, all of their scenes, yeah. and the entire movie would be, I guess, leaner. And I think it would. I, I
0: don't guess know, I,
2: you. All would, their stuff to Yeah, you need I, uh, to know the realistic. Excessive. That's like not knowing yes, Hitler in Glorious I, I, Bastards. I,
0: like, that's like I not knowing the no. real story in what he altered. I but,
1: agree with you, Dave. Because, yeah, 100%. Like, because I knew, like, I obviously knew about all of that stuff, like the Manson murders and everything. Sure. So yeah. that meant that meant a lot more to me when I was watching it, because I'm like, oh, shit, I know what's coming, which to really her didn't. Right. But right. right. Exactly. Which we'll get into that. But yeah, so that is definitely I agree with you, Dave. That's an important part of this movie. I feel like because going in knowing nothing about Especially that stuff, and she has no lines. It, the Sharon like, Tate, well that, yeah, the, yeah, the Sharon Tate storyline didn't mean probably didn't mean anything to you. No, well, that
2: I I wouldn't even yep. known the guy that came to their door was Charles Manson. Apparently, exactly. I wouldn't oh, exactly. have known yep. if, unless my wife had mentioned something to me about because he doesn't. There you never hear the word Manson in the entire movie. You just know there's right. some fucking hippies mm-hmm. on acid in the desert.
1: They say and, right. they say Charlie, but yeah. that's it. Yeah, but that's yeah. all you
2: get, and then, unless you're, you know, you that's know a that big concern. Yeah, so if you're gonna with watch,
0: it. yeah, if you're gonna watch this movie or you're gonna recommend it to somebody, at least they should understand. Like, listen, uh-huh. it's not like you got to do homework, but just catch up real quick. Why Charles Manson is uh-huh. it's notorious for what he did. Like, so just look at who he killed and what he did, so you can see how fucking violent and evil it was. Uh-huh. So that way, when, <laughs> it, they, it when Tarantino annoying. makes a movie with those fucking characters and like Eric's like
1: Eric was like ready. Like I watched them movie like knowing like, well, I know how it's going to end, but what's going to happen? Babe? It's, it's interesting. It's interesting because I, I went in the movie knowing nothing either, but like, and I, at the beginning I was like, okay, where is this, where is this going? And then this is getting into the plot a little bit. But once I saw like the first time I saw like the hippie girls picking through the trash or whatever, I'm like, okay, this is, oh, yeah. you know, Same they had that shit, like yeah. call. Co- they were singing and they had the cult vibe. I'm like, is this? I mean, I knew this was around the Manson time. So I was like, is this related? But, and then I really knew when I saw the, um, like the street sign for Cielo Drive. Cause I knew like that was oh, the street that it happened I on. saw
0: them going on that. I'm like, I never knew that detail.
1: And I was yes. like, that's
0: cool that they did that. Cause so I don't know. So when it. they
1: panned. Yeah, because that's the street that fuck that Leo's right. character yeah. lives on. They they pan over to the street name, and I'm like, oh, this is where this movie is going. Okay.
0: Yes, dude. Okay. Um. All right. So we got our reactions to it. Uh, you guys have mixed feelings. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but anyways, let's let's actually get into it. So, if you haven't seen it, I don't know why the hell you're listening to an episode about the show, but. <laughs> I would say we all think it's watchable, but, like, just kind of know what we just talked about. Like, just kind of go and kind of catch up real quick on what Charles Manson did. And that His his posse did, rather. I don't think he actually... I think he was just, like, the mastermind owner. But anyway. um, Okay. So, yeah. We have some big hitters in this movie. It's a Tarantino flick. But uh, the plot goes that it takes place in uh, 1969. Uh, you have kind of like an aging well not aging but like fading kind of superstar called uh, Rick Dalton who's famous for uh, like a, a 1950s western TV show called Bounty Law all this stuff is fake obviously he's not real and all that stuff and he has a stunt double uh, so Rick Dalton's played by Leonardo DiCaprio and his stunt double is played by Brad Pitt who is Cliff Booth uh, who is probably the coolest most handsome, coolest character I've seen in a long time in a movie. <laughs> like, man, I wish,
1: like, I'm 40. I just gotta say, I, Brad Pitt still has it, man. He... Mm, I know,
0: he's mm, just yeah. so fucking cool. He's and, a good-looking
1: dude. Di- <laughs>
2: DiCaprio's
0: really handsome, too, in his own right. And, like, he, they, these two together in a movie, I just need to see more, like, they can make a trilogy out of the shit, just because I love these two characters. But anyways. um, So, yeah. And then, like, Cliff Booth, who uh, as a stunt double, actually has a interesting story because okay so this movie is going to follow three characters it's going to follow uh sharon tate obviously um real person and then two fictional characters that tarantino created uh rick dalton the movie star and his stunt double brad pitt who's played uh cliff booth so uh cliff booth has his own backstory oddly enough he, you would think he'd be a secondary character, Honestly but enough. he's he, he, he's like a third or if not half of the movie is about him. But he, yeah, war veteran. And then he was um, living or he was married at one time to uh, Natalie Wood, who um, famously died on a boating accident. Um, in the movie, they did the scene... Um, I'm jumping a little bit, but they, in this scene they kind of did it differently because they kind of got to put Cliff Booth into this because it wasn't him that actually killed her. But in this version, he's married to her and all that stuff. We'll, we'll get to that scene later. But in real life, Christopher Walken was on the boat. There was three people on that boat, and I think the thing is is like she, Natalie Wood, was a rising star, was drinking maybe didn't like the water, didn't, wasn't a fan of the ocean or swimming or whatever. And she drowned. Right.
1: Um, just whatever. See, I didn't know any of this, which is yeah, interesting. Dude.
2: Yeah. See, yep. I kind of, I kind of know a little bit of that. That scene was kind of hilarious. Cause I'm like, I would fucking
1: there, shoot her too. It's there might be
0: reasons. Yes. Ripping,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. ripping into <laughs> me like that. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Sure. Uh. And, and that's
0: all, I think all that is fictional. We don't really know the true story, but, um, I think probably why I got a lot out of this, is because I knew some of these stories. So, but anyways, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so those are the two guys and then Sharon Tate, but she's really just kind of in the movie just because she's the anchor of the reality that we know. And we kind of follow her along and all that stuff, but we're really following the other two guys because they actually have the dialogue. And I'll say Leonardo DiCaprio, even though it's cool as Brad Pitt is Leonardo DiCaprio really um, Dude, did a good job in this movie. Like
1: he's just, yeah, he had fun he in this movie
0: just, and yeah, He's so damn good and, and likable, and that the the southern accent he has and his hatred towards hippies. Every time he sees hippies, he's just <laughs> angry me, instantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Love Fucking dirty love it. hippies.
0: Oh, God. God, are you goddamn hippies? Like They're like holding a pistol in the car at one scene he's just like slamming the hook Get out of here, shit, goddamn it. And he's a picture he goes, like, that of redhead. That is fantastic. That was yeah. good. That was
1: that was a good yeah.
0: Yeah. Um but anyway, so the movie starts off uh us being introduced to these two guys and and then reality check for Rick Dalton, the DiCaprio character, he uh he's kind of aware that, you know, things are slowing down for him. He's not kind of do what he was doing in the 50s and here he is in the 60s like end of the 60s um and he meets al pacino's character who's kind of like a talent casting kind of director or whatever anyways he gives him some advice to like, listen right now you're being casted as the bad guy uh which he calls the heavy right um to capri calls it the heavy but Like, this is going to only last so long. And once you're the bad guy, you'll always be the bad guy. And then you always lose because you're the bad guy. And then you're just going to fade away because there's just always going to be another guy next week. So he gives him advice to think about doing some uh, movies in Italy, doing some spaghetti westerns. Because he's great in the western role. So just be the western guy, you know. Um, So that's kind of where that kind of goes. I don't know if you guys had any feedback on on any of that stuff, but there is some pretty cool foreshadowing. So I did. But, I
2: made a couple notes on that. So like yeah, they go through some of his old movies, they show him with the flamethrower. Yes, burning, Oh, that that line he says, sauerkraut" or something like that. And so they got they but set up just, a lot of stuff. He's
0: like, "Shit, that's too hot." Is like anything you can do about that heat? And he's like, "Well, it's it's a, th- a flame a flamethrower."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure that was but supposed that, like, to be yeah. a a reference to Inglorious Bastards too. I thought I mean, so too. Could I mean, you got Leo as a Nazi killer, essentially, and you know Tarantino made a whole movie about that with Brad Pitt, which is interesting because they got the role right. swap there. But well,
2: it's a good, it's a good first scene in the movie, though, because it shows like when he starts breaking down when he hears the the truth from Pacino. Like it shows like like a true to life snapshot of where he is in his career, where he's in his life, and it sets up Cliff as the sidekick to Rick. So you know, it kind of puts both characters in their spots and gives you enough base on both of them to, you know, as Tarantino does, start splitting off and going in different directions and stuff like that, so. It was a nice little scene. I didn't ex- I didn't know Pacino was in this movie either, which was a nice little surprise in the beginning, too. which
0: is mm-hmm. cool. There's a lot of cool... I mean, at this point, Tarantino, like I said, he just, like, can just do this. He'll just, like, pull in, a, like, an amazing actor like Al Pacino, <laughs> and he's just, like, a side character. You know? Uh, what did you think about this uh, whole world-building p- kind of part, Eric? <laughs> At this
1: point, we're just kind of getting to know what's going on with these people and all that stuff. Like, Yeah. I I mean, this era, I really like this era. Cause, I mean, you don't see it that much like, depicted in film. Like, you know, between like the 60s, uh, whatever, 50s and 60s, late 60s. Um, but yeah, I thought it was cool the way that they set up Rick Dalton's character. Um, I mean, you sympathize with him because well, I mean Leo is so likable in this role especially um and you know he's you know he's f- struggling as an actor and you know you want to see him succeed and, but at this point in the movie I like I said I before I didn't really know where they were going to sure. go with it um which I mean that could obviously that could bring us into the next plot point but I was just kind of at that point I was along for the ride. I was enjoying the backstory and the world building um, and everything that they were setting up, but I was still like wondering what they were going to do with the story, be- especially with knowing like Tarantino's history and the kinds of, the kinds of movies that he makes. Um, this is at the beginning. It felt a little bit tame for Tarantino. So I was like, okay, yeah, well, there's gotta, to be. yeah. There's, there's got to be some shit that's going to go down later in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, in like it, the last
2: it, 10 minutes of the movie. Yes. It right. all builds up for two hours, two and a half hours, and then it yep. comes crashing down.
0: Yeah. there. Well, yeah, but there are some cool um, scenes that happen before all that happens. But uh, yeah, so it, it's kind of slow. We kind of get to know these characters. How do you guys feel about the whole Leo, Brad Pitt, um, well, I'll say Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth, just bromance? And that's, what it is. Like these guys are like very tight, and they just like, just they didn't even think about not working with each other. Like they just are always together. You know, part of you that's can't, on like Rick the, too,
2: because yeah. Rick, Rick being the stunt double for, or no, sorry, Cliff being and the stunt double for Rick. Like
0: his Dewey driver. You see,
2: yeah, you see what a nice house Rick lives in, and then you see the shithole that Cliff lives in, and you kind of realize, I love that. yeah, that oh, like basically the more Cliff's entire dog. his entire existence. Base is based on rick's success so if rick fails then cliff is fucked mm-hmm. so yeah yeah like that's why funny. He's, he's okay cleaning gutters and putting antennas back up and doing his you know driving them around and shit yeah, what Diweys, else? so yeah that's what he does he's yeah that he's rick's ride or die
1: that scene yeah that scene when they hurt driving in the car in uh rick's car initially and then he parks, and then Cliff gets oh, in his own that. car. I'm like, so cool. okay, he drives a piece of shit, and then he pulls up to this <laughs> shitty trailer in this back lot of, like, a drive-in movie theater. Yes. And I'm like, yep. And I'm like, dude, this guy lives, like, fucking, like, a bum. and But he's, know, he's Brad Pitt, and he's
0: gorgeous. He could just be a male model
1: right. whenever he wants, but whatever. Dude, he's got it. Cliff's character has got it made. Like, I mean, he... I mean he's obviously getting paid by Rick to do all this stuff like drive him around. How much is he getting paid he... though? Not much apparently. <laughs> uh yeah, I guess not much. Or he's just I mean enough not for money, guy. guy. Enough for yeah, enough for him to make a living. I think he yeah, like you said, I think it's just their relationship like they're super close friends and they mention, you know, one in a scene later that they're like, you know, almost as, you know, as close as brothers can be, you know, so they got they got a super tight relationship. Yeah, it was um, cool. cool. But yeah, I like the dynamic between I think Leo and Brad worked off each other really well. Oh dude, I, how did you feel about cause like
0: um Cliff is so cool. He's just like cool. At, like constantly just chill and cool. Just like, but like Leo uh uh Rick Dalton is an emotional wreck. He's obviously the artist and the yep. creative, but he's just like he will cry instantly. I think that's he, Instantly I think that's cries. Part of the... I gotta go to. Oh, what did he say? He was like so pissed about um, going to Italy, and uh, he's just like telling me, like, "Do you gotta calm down?" And he's just like, mm-hmm. "Doesn't matter if I cry in public. Nobody remembers who the fuck I am, anyways." Take me home, Cliff. That was, Take me home.
1: That was part of made, what made that relationship so strong. Yeah, you know, instantly, is like Cliff keeps him grounded. You know, while he's having an emotional breakdown. Um, I mean, I read, I read something later that. Uh Cliff's character or not Cliff uh Rick's character has like bipolar disorder but they didn't really bring that up in the movie I can see that I can see uh, that he's just an emotional guy yeah.
0: he's just he's just right. very proud and whatever stubborn yeah, and exactly. all that but he's a great character like you know Tarantino like I think when he, when it comes to Cliff Booth it's all mystery and uh just like cool as shit but like I think when it comes to Rick Dalton way more dynamic of a character you know which we'll see yeah, in the he second wears, half.
1: Or the yeah, he, wear, I mean, he, he wears oh. his heart on his sleeve like he's fucking, yeah, he, he, he'll let you know <laughs> if he's upset or whatever.
2: He's a he's a functioning alcoholic, you know? He's got... Oh, yeah. He's got, it. definitely yep. got his thing. Especially... <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I will, I will, so, we'll get to it. Sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, um... All right, so yeah, and then like, you know, Sh- uh Sharon Tate, she's going to like the Playboy Mansion, and we get to see uh some other kind of people in there like Mama Cass and Cassia uh cameo, and I think I saw who's the guy that played um famous actor. He was in there as well. Steve McQueen? Steve McQueen, that, thank you. Yes, he's in there. Fun fact.
1: Fun fact, I'll interject in here. Sure. Um they filmed at the actual Playboy Mansion. Like that wasn't it a set like or it. anything. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, Tarantino, he said, it says he was like really adamant about filming there, like in the actual Playboy Mansion, but it was tough since like, that was after Hugh Hefner died and it was owned by like a private owner now. Oh, so okay. he had to, he had to really like work his way to get them, you know, to be able to film in that. But that was cool that they got to actually film at the real well, that's Playboy cool. Mansion.
0: Like, All right, well that's nice that's a nice little touch. Um that stuff I'm kind of learning like I didn't know I guess that really happened. Like a lot of her stuff seemed to be more accurate up until I guess the shift into Tarantino really, yeah. universe. But yeah. Um but yeah, so while that's going on, uh, I think there's a scene where Rick Dalton has to kind of do his work. He's, he the thing is he keeps phoning it in. He's an alcoholic. He's, he's very proud and stubborn and all that stuff. And he's not really, he knows that he needs to do his lines well. And he you know, he has to take his, he's like facing like shit. I might fade out, you know? So I gotta like, I gotta get my shit together, but he's just an alcoholic and he's just always hammered. And, uh, he, he, um, he sends Cliff, Home to fix something because, like, Cliff doesn't the really antenna. have work to do. Yeah, the antenna, yep, to fix the antenna, and yep. then he reminisces on this fucking sparring contest with uh Bruce Lee, dude. Bruce Lee, which I didn't, movie, yep. I didn't know. I didn't know this. I learned a little bit about that. I had to look that up, um, when I was researching this movie about how Bruce Lee. Has this thing because he was also very proud as well, and we all know who Bruce Lee is and how what he he did for cinema and all that stuff. But he he is I don't know he's just like Bruce Lee never loses, and I guess he was supposed to fight like Batman and Robin in in an episode, and he was supposed to lose to Robin, but he refused, so they had to kind of like figure it out where like they both it's like a draw. Bruce Lee refuses to lose, so like taking all these like kind of stories about Bruce Lee and who he was and what he did, and then you introduce him to this Cliff Booth character. I don't know. I love. Yeah. It. I I mean, this is like a movie. You either enjoy the scene or you didn't because it might kind of become a little disrespectful to Bruce Lee. Um, yep. But other than that, like I don't know who wants to take a shot and talking about this scene because it's a long take too. It's a long take. It's like yeah. one long ass take up until. Until um, uh, he gets kicked, uh, Brad Pitt's character gets kicked.
1: But, anyways, go ahead. Like you said, I read that there was some controversy on how they portrayed uh, Bruce Lee in this movie. Um, whether you know whether he was too arrogant or he was too much know, of a cartoon of, character. Sure, was a yeah, yeah. True. but that's a Tarantino. He, everyone's a, a racist portrayal, maybe a little bit. Could there be, yeah. some of that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's mixed, uh, mixed feelings about that. The thing I had a problem with is that I don't think fucking Brad Pitt could kick Bruce Lee's ass. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing. Like
0: that's the thing. Like Br- Bruce Lee's talking about how he could take out all these people, and like a lot of people are like, "Yeah, but you never did," and like you, you, you... I've, I used to think that Bruce Lee was really good at fighting, but I guess he never really. F- fought. I don't think he did. I think he was all talk. And that's so I think the Cliff Booth character is kind of voicing a lot of what people have realized is like, yeah, but you're kind of just saying shit. It's like, why don't you prove it? So he does and we uh, well, this is where we learn how badass, like not only cool and gorgeous like Cliff Cliff Booth's character is, but like like the dude <laughs> The fuck, dude! Like I don't know. Yeah, when he when he did like the first thing, he's like, "All right, kick me," because I want to see what you got. And then he gets kicked, and then he does that second kick, and he just like grabs him and just throws him into the car. Now, hold on a second, real quick. Actually, we're kind of skipping the scene. Kurt Russell makes an appearance, which is I love Kurt Russell. Yep he he shows up. Yep. Yeah, I thought he's great. He, I thought he was really good in that scene when he just did. Like,
1: they put. Did they put an old, some old age makeup on him, or is, is that how old to, he really he looks? Is getting because up there, he looks—he looked fucking old in this movie.
2: He looked old in Guardians of the Galaxy too, though. Too. He's old. He's cool,
0: but he's old. Yeah, he's getting up he's there. He's up there. Yeah. He is cool. Kurt. Yeah, I love that Kurt Russell still being used, and I love that he did you know whatever Death Proof or whatever, and all the stuff with Tarantino. But uh, oh, and he brought yeah. that one. And then for some reason, Kurt Russell's also like a random
1: narrator in this movie. I don't know why that was the narrator part of this movie was weird to me. Like I didn't like you said the, hate in some it, of the like, flashback yeah, scenes and yeah, like, why him? Just be a, or not even the flashback. Like in the yeah, there'd just be random like narration interjections. On, like, yeah, that was kind of weird. Feels weird.
0: Yeah, so I noticed that, but uh, I I did like him. I did like I like how he didn't have the balls to like kind of like say no, and he's afraid of like hide from my wife and all that stuff. Um, I guess that his wife in the movie. She also was in Death Proof. She's actually like a badass stunt double herself. So um that's who she was. But I thought that was...
1: I don't know. I enjoyed that scene. How about What about that you, Dave? That scene when... It was... Well, sorry. This It was funny when uh, his wife came out and she was all pissed that he <laughs> wrecked her really car. And He's I like,
0: oh, Bruce yeah. He's yeah. like, my
2: fucking car. <laughs> I didn't know up. it was your car. <laughs> I was, that, that was, was good at scene that. Cause just because I was curious to see, like, I wanted to see more bruce lee fighting rather than like you know cliff fighting sure because i see i see brad pitt getting up to fight and i think uh, immediately think of uh was it snatch
0: oh yeah that's a great movie
2: but he's yeah he's the bare knuckle boxer in that one but yeah
0: the one hit wonder <laughs>
2: but yeah it was just more of the tension in the scene but it was funny it was more of a, a side little piece but it was you know it was a good little scene
0: yeah i think tarantino just wanted something to say but yeah it was pretty cool it was just like but that you know that's when he was like hey you know this guy killed his wife. Like really? Yeah, and got away with it. He's like, "Oh, fuck." You know?
2: Well, oh, yeah. Did They go uh, to the flashback from there?
0: No. So the well that is Oh, yeah. Uh no, actually they they did that in uh, the trailer with uh, Kurt Russell talking to DiCaprio. Oh, he's like, yeah. "What do you do?" He's, yep. a, he's a killer. <clears throat> he like killed his wife and then they show that scene. There's a, there's a couple of flashbacks in here. Um mm-hmm. But yeah. So then uh So that goes down, so then he keeps working on the um, top of the house, and then I think not too long from that, uh, looking at the plot here, it says that Charlie Manson actually makes his appearance, and he's cutting through uh, Polanski's um, Polanski's, uh, residence, right, and... The Terry character comes out and he kind of yells at him, he's like, well, you know, "What are you doing?" He's like, "All right, whatever." He's like, "I thought my friend lived here." Blah blah blah. That might be historically accurate. I don't know any of that part, um, but yeah. So then, that's like really the only time we see Charlie Charles Manson. Um, but then
1: <laughs> I thought this was really cool. So, another fun fact. Sorry, I'll go, go it, That that same actor that played Charles Manson also plays Charles Manson in I the Netflix saw show Mindhunter. Which is yeah. interesting, yeah. Huh. yeah. A show I
0: want to actually watch, uh, but I, I saw watched it, like that the was
1: cool. first episode of that, and I was kind of bored. But whatever, oh, that's, that's okay, another, whatever.
0: Well, I was going to go into probably some of our favorite moments of this movie. Actually, like the true, uh the, tr- yeah. the true me is when the meat drunk drink. ass coughing up blood almost Dalton shows up to his latest, like I'm the Heavy movie, whatever, and it's uh, this Lancer series. It's called Lancer and he is supposed to be the bad guy and he does have to do some scenes with like this little girl that's like the bar owner's um, the innkeeper's like uh, daughter or whatever. Uh, I don't know. What did you guys think of this whole part where he kind of I don't know. He's like phoning in his scenes and that but he hmm. has this moment and he like meets that girl right and he's like talking her and he like has that moment where he like kind of breaks down when they're like he's like talking to her she's like really serious about her well she's just a serious girl and he's just like yeah you know what i'm just kind of weighing in coming to reality with my life and he's telling you this story about this book but it's really about him um i forget what that stupid name was it it was uh pussy pussycat was it no pumpkin pus i had pumpkin pus pumpkin yeah specifically yeah story. uh
2: maybe don't call me pumpkin but it's. It's a great scene because it sets up, I don't know, a lot of Rick's character development because this scene kind of plays into the next scene that they actually are acting in. Yes. Um, Like when they first show her, you know, she's reading a book and you find out that she's like eight years old and talking about Mm -hmm. how actors strive for perfection and she doesn't break character on set and... Yeah, seems like she's like you know she's a little kid, so she's you know straightforward and honest. I I think she represents
0: like women. I see that's the thing. Like if you compare if you compare her against the uh, the Sharon Tate character, a woman from a character from like an an era of like the sixties and shit, and she has no lines and she's just pretty and just dances throughout the whole movie. And then you have this little young girl who's like fucking smarter than she should be and wiser than she should be. She's fast talking. Like I don't know. I think there's something there. I think Tarantino wrote this girl completely to contrast against Sharon Tate. Sorry, I wanted to throw that out there, but yes, go ahead, Dave.
2: Oh, the contrast. Either more of just to build her up as like a, like she is like the up and coming professional, like legit pro actor, and then basically when that rolls into the next scene, that like her paying him a compliment. Makes it that much more hit that much more heavy and have that much yeah. more weight because you know she knows what the fuck she's talking about and she's a little kid so she's I don't know compliments from kids always come across uh as more honest because kids are oh yeah absolutely fucking honest so
1: it's yep. one thing when kids are
2: compliment you they know they mean it
1: before that when like they had the initial shot when uh Leo forgot his lines or whatever Rick forgot his lines and then he went back to his trailer, and he's just, like, freaking out, raging, oh, like, fantastic. talking to him. No, yelling that's after. At yeah, that's after he meets the girl. But, yeah, because he's like, you gotta get together. Well, that's, yeah, that's after. Because you gotta look right. good for
0: that girl and all that shit. I Dude, love it. So it. fine.
1: I laughed my ass off when he was like, I'm gonna quit drinking, I'm gonna quit. And then he
2: fucking grabs a drink and takes a <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Throws it. I yeah, just he, I just fucking owning that character. He's walking on a he's walking on a razor's edge as like the the functioning alcoholic, where he can
0: function. He like yeah, and he t-
2: he's looking at himself yep, in the right. mirror, going, he's talking shit to himself, going, "You could have just gonna had kill himself. four. Why'd you go and have to have fucking eight, Rick?" And he's yelling at himself in the mirror, oh. You're going do 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 do, making fun of them. Yes. If you don't yes. get if you don't Full get your lines mind. right,
1: I'm gonna kill you tonight. I'm gonna <laughs> put a <kill> you tonight.
0: <laughs> you're gonna put a forty five in <laughs> my mouth and blow my brains out tonight or something stupid. Yeah, that's insane.
1: He oh, um, that and then fucking he great. fucking nails it like like in All the right, he, yeah yeah. In the next yeah let's scene go into that scene. Nails that scene. Oh yeah. my god, it was so like, cool. It's cool because like I mean, it's a scene. It's and it's so whatever quote unquote meta if you want to call it. Um, how he's acting in a movie, you know, about filming a movie, and like he, like I don't know, like if that if that was a scene in a movie on its own, that would have been great. But it, there's just layers of uh, Leo's acting in this scene, where he's acting as his character, but also acting as Leo. It's just it's it's crazy. And then it's when really yeah, good. once the scene. And then once the scene is over, you can tell how, you know, relieved he was that he nailed it. And then like Dave was saying, when yeah. the girl paid him the compliment, it just like that's you the could best see how Eddie much i meant. To seen. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, that's it's good, so good. you still got it. Um, and I, yeah, there, there's, there's so many, so many things uh, just like, this is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I think this is why I like it because of this kind of this whole story, story, story arc, this character arc that he has going on. And, um. Like when he when he is making his mistakes, um, or when he's like hamming it up, when he's being cheesy, when like that when the good guy shows up, did you watch that guy's face? He is, he's trying so hard not to laugh and smile, but he's doing it in his in the actual scene. I was like, wow, because he knows I'm like man, this guy's just phoning in, and he's just they're trying to go up to the bar and ask for like a shot from the bartender and all that stuff, and he's just, I like, that was really good. And then when he um. When uh, the dolly is doing the shot uh, of the two characters, DiCaprio and the good guy sitting down at the table, there's a dolly with the camera going around, and he he fucks up his lines, or whatever, and they have to roll it back. Uh Dalton just breaks down instantly. It's like oh fuck, and he just starts crying. It's like he's so upset with himself. He's just crying in front of everybody, and the director. like, scene you got with this.
2: the
0: roll it back, and they have to with the roll good guy. it back.
2: Yeah, that one is specifically good because previously before that they show rick with his pitcher of margaritas or whatever and he's got the tape recorder where he reads the other guy's lines. he's
0: doing showing us Mm -hmm. that he's doing
2: it in the pool so you've already you've already heard like half of that scene because in the recording he's going to my awesome spanish shit spanish 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 and then then you go back and you actually see him act out that scene that he was trying to memorize the night before that's where he fucks up because he was Drinking in his pool, but
0: yes, that, that
2: makes that seem double, like twice as juicy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep, good point. I mean, this is why we like the Rick Dalton character, and I think we all agree that DiCaprio really did a good job with the Rick Dalton character. And this this whole middle part of the movie really is like good. It's like, all right, cool. So he's so likable, he's so charming, all that stuff's going on. But holy shit, like so. While Sharon Tate is out there, like kind of like seeing her own movie, and like, you know just being a celebrity and just being like a real the like the real person, whatever that exists existed in our world.
2: Uh, from my point of view, the, all of that was just a giant waste of time for me because it, it's not the most interesting because I, yeah. I didn't know anything about her, so I, I don't see know that, what this yeah. character supposed. To, I'm like they don't have any crossover. Go- and that right. whole the Sharon Tate and all of the who's the dude she's dating.
1: Roman Polanski. Roman yeah, he, Polanski, like a director. Yeah, just did, like, get
2: rid of all those scenes Roman for me because it just means nothing. Yeah, sorry. if
0: yeah, no, I get yeah, I get all that. Um, that's the,
2: you got to have the knowledge of the. You'd have to know it because, Hollywood like, to, yeah, because like they got yep.
0: killed for being famous and rich. Like that's why they got killed and all that stuff. So it, 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 you had to be strung along because like everybody's supposed to believe that this is supposed to happen. Like we all know she's gonna die. And we're just gonna following the other two guys. That's, yes. And we that, think it's all supposed to come together, but it that's never That's exactly what does. I thought. He sets up expectations yep. and takes it away from me at the end, which, but anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, yep. So, yeah. So, okay. Cliff Booth, again, coolest guy ever. Um, he is driving down. Uh, he kind of keeps coming across like this hippie chick with uh, armpit hair. Uh, I don't know if anybody wants to talk about this part, but it's like she that whole start. Her? I didn't even notice that. You didn't even notice that she yeah, lays on his when she laid in his lap. Yeah. Like, oh. Puts her arm up. I didn't, yep.
2: I didn't see that. Spawn
0: Ranch. But yeah, he ends up getting... He keeps passing this girl, and then she's like vastly younger than him, like so much younger than him. Um, but anyways, she says something. She's like, "I I need to go to Spawn Ranch." And he's just like, "All right, I know what that is because I'm stump double, and I should do sh- shit there." Mm-hmm. Uh, not for a while, but yeah, which was real. This really happened, I guess. Like he, the the guy from yep. *Spinal was banging all these <laughs> girls, and this is this is fairly true. He's just kind of weaving his own alternate version into it. But anyways, yeah, if anybody wants to talk about the whole s- suspenseful, yeah,
1: I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I like this shit. I can, This is one. Of, this is a uh, probably my one of my favorite uh scenes in the movie i have a love-hate relationship with this whole sequence mm. um but let's hear it. I, I can see why tarantino did it um but yeah i mean i love i mean tarantino does such a good drop job in all of his movies of setting up like these super suspenseful and dramatic situations like okay you know something is gonna happen um you know something is gonna go down. <laughs>
0: the way he's constantly looking around, and every time yeah, he looks around, there's more and more girls like kind of popping out. And like, yep, How many he gets to the, yeah,
1: he gets to the ranch, and he wants to check on whatever. He knows the owner George uh, from yeah, like the days when he used to do some stunt work at Spawn Ranch. So he wants to go say George Spawn. Yep, but yep, George Spawn. Yep, all these, but uh, yeah, like he said, he gets there and he knows something's up because all these just random. The girls way they're talking about he it keeps. Qu- He's napping. Yeah, he keeps questioning. He doesn't want to be awake. Yeah, he keeps, <laughs> he keeps questioning. I'm like, uh, so George just lets you live here, you know, and for no problem. And he, they're all just like, yeah. And yeah, they kept saying he's napping, which obviously in your head, you're thinking, okay, George I'm is really dead. dead. He's not actually there. He's dead. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, he definitely, Tarantino definitely does a good job here of like subverting your expectations because you know uh cliff gets all the way up to george's house and goes into his room and he's actually there napping like they were telling the truth yeah. like oh yeah he's he's napping because this girl you know whatever squeaky was her name that fucked his brains out and, <laughs> yeah fucked his brains out Dakota banging Fanning. Care like i think it was the actress yeah he's gotta take a yeah dakota fanning i didn't even i know it's weird like oh yeah you you're her. an adult now I didn't even know that was her until I looked at the cast. It was yeah. really crazy, but but yeah. So he's he's alive and fine and everything they told him was he's actually blind. True, he's blind and, and yep. like so a prick. He, I love how he's like he doesn't what? know. It's just so mean. <laughs> he doesn't know who the fuck uh, Cliff is, even though he told him like five times. <laughs> he like gets up and
0: he like positions himself. So he goes, <sighs> and you see Brad pitch. He's like, I just your breath is just so fucking bad. Just, yep. <laughs> That yeah, scene is weird, but kind of cool, because because Cliff is yeah. like a good guy. He's checking in on this guy. He's like, That's is like, is he a murderer or is he? A, was, he's he a war like, hero, but he also may have killed his wife. But he's like checking yeah. in on this guy. Like he seems like because he, he told that you know, girl she was in the car. I know where this check. place is. Yeah,
1: right.
2: He's he just being, he's like, he has multiple opportunities to just turn around and get the fuck out of there, but he's going to go check on his mm-hmm. buddy, which.
0: Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm he's going in guy. there and this isn't going to stop me.
1: Dude, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. But I don't know. I thought the whole scene was kind of a letdown because I wanted some, I wanted shit to Dude, pop that off that with all these fucking hippies. I, that is what I, wanted, I was thinking. I wanted him to start, you know, busting hippies. Well, I mean, he does end up busting bust hippies. In well, the face, hold on a second. So. Like,
0: you, you didn't like, you didn't think this scene was effective because we were introduced to text. We're thinking that, like, like why the fuck do we are we supposed to be afraid of text? This little skinny guy is not gonna stand a chance against Cliff Booth. Like this is stupid. This is ridiculous. And then like okay, but hold on a second. So then he's walking back. His little girlfriend is like, she's like mad at him. You embarrassed me. And everybody's like gone and hiding and all that stuff. He gets back to his car. He's got a pop. He's got a flat tire. And he well, looks there, to his on, right. Don't
2: forget about it. Everybody's screaming at him while they all come out and like start <laughs> berating him while he's on his walking down the street back to his car.
0: Oh, all right, okay. Yeah, I just remember there he gets know, the thing yeah, and I he sees... Get he the just fuck see-
2: out of here!
0: And he sees that guy. I can't think of his name. Um, oh, Clem. Clem has Clem, punctured yeah. the tire of Dalton's car. Booth beats him up and forces him to change the tire. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, <laughs> oh my god
2: he beats that was pretty hilarious. he walks up to
0: him the way he like i want to do a cool little kick my legs to the side and boom punch somebody right in the face and then he like grabs him and throws him into the car and he's like you're gonna fix it They're like good luck or good news there's a spare and you're gonna fix it and then they, and the girls are like leave him alone he's a flower he's like get any closer i'll kick his teeth out <laughs> <laughs> he instantly turn on a dime be like going from cool guy to be scary of course, they mm-hmm. like they tease Tex, and like Tex is like showing some yuppies, like whatever, like how to ride a horse. And he like runs back and he's gone. So that's kind of setting up later on in that scene. Um, I don't know. I thought that was cool because it's like this character is never scared, he's just not scared. Mm-hmm. He just so- is, like always in control. And like, as soon as he got in the car, he's like, yeah. Where are we going? She's like, uh, Up this way, uh, to like spawn ranch. He's like, She's like, yeah, so just take her right and like I know exactly where it is. And she looks at him, she's like, Okay. He's like, at that point, you think he's like flirting with this girl. He's like, No, 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 no. You're gonna take me to Spawn Ranch because I know that. And what the hell are you doing there? So I thought it was really cool from him kind of investigating to resolving
1: basically mm-hmm. the situation. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. I was like I like Dave said, I was hoping well, I was anticipating something to go down in that scene. But yeah, I mean, when some, you know, when it didn't, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't say I was disappointed because it was effective in like doing like the bait and switch. Like you think something is going to happen that he like he builds up this tension. I mean, this scene lasts like what, like 10 minutes. Like it's, it's a pretty long scene. Yeah, something like that. So he's building up this tension the entire time. And yeah, at the end, it's kind of like, okay, nothing really happens, but it does obviously set up like the, the scene that happened, the big scene that happens. See, I,
2: I thought, I thought they would be looking for him after that. Like, that's what I was thinking too. But then yeah. it, it cuts six months later after that scene. Right. Cause yeah, uh, Rick Dalton well, finally accepts the spaghetti yeah.
0: Western gig in Italy from Al Pacino's character. And he, he becomes yep. kind of like. Kind of successful. Uh, for six months, he got like married and all that stuff, but not successful enough where he's got to let Cliff Booth go. Mm-hmm. But actually, all right, well, shit. I mean, now we're in the final part of the movie. We're getting Wait, to the- did I?
1: Hold on. Another tidbit. Another fun fact I think I didn't mention. George, um, the original person that was supposed to be cast in the role oh, of George Spawn yeah. was Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. How, that, Ooh, that would have been perfect. Back, so he dude. was you know he was cast and he was ready to go and everything he passed but he away died yeah. before they started filming so hmm. yeah that they sucks had to recast him.
0: yeah the guy that yep. they ended up using was actually also in hateful Eight, and he's pretty cool in that um yeah go see hateful 8 uh we don't have to do a review of it but it's good it's fun i liked it i think it's it's that's, that's another weird. three hour movie it's three hours but i think it's just like i don't know sam jackson's in it i think kurt russell's fantastic in it kurt yeah russell's watch done, it yeah um but uh, yeah, so at this point, like like Dave said, um, Rick goes to Italy, brings Cliff Booth with him. They do six months there. Uh, Rick gets uh, married, comes back to to the States. He goes back to Hollywood to his old uh, house. Um, but he also has a conversation with Cliff just saying like, yo, um, I think I might sell my house. Like, I, I, like things aren't going the way I want to. Like I, I think I just got to accept the money I have and figure it out and just kind of retire whatever right kind of breaking a sad up bro a breakup sad right bro breakup because ultimately what, what rick really wants is to kind of he's aware of how like sharon tate is like a growing star and like roman polanski is like a, a huge director so like he knows that like, there's a power couple right next to his house and he hasn't met him yet and he's too proud to just go and like whatever so it's fate hasn't brought them together yet right um but anyways, yeah. So they do come back, and that night they kind of like. Pff. Also, real quick, there's a really cool scene when they say that they're gonna like spend the rest of their night because like Kurt Russell's the narrator and he's like saying like this night they're gonna drink their asses off, and yeah, they're gonna
1: get like blackout drunk.
0: There's yeah. this really cool. So like the Rolling Stones song kicks in and it kind of just sums up what's been going on for the last six months, whatever. And there's a really cool. Montage of these like Hollywood signs, like at night turning on, and it just felt Mm. really cool. I thought that was like a really beautiful moment of music and cinematography. I don't know, I just noticed it. I was like, wow, that does feel old school. Like, this movie is a whole thing, a whole thing is a tribute to like that, right? That whole era, and it's just like, yeah, it was kind of cool. So, I don't know, I wanted to make a point of that. But, Dave, how about you have some fun and kind of frame us into. I don't know. Cliff is like, all right, hey. Also, real quick, I got a LSD lace cigarette in case that comes into play. Let's get fucking hammered. And then they do. it's cigarette. White, and then like the Italian wife to Rick Dalton's like sleeping at home. Brandy, the pitbull is watching over her. That's the, like um, Brad Pitt's dog that is like con- totally under his control, and he all that shit, whatever. And he can kind of get that dog to do what he wants. And he's really trained. But but yeah, Dave. At this point. Like, everybody's high, so, everybody's yeah, drunk. Sharon Tate's crew, also next door, like, fucking drunk. Everyone's fucked up. What happens?
2: And he goes to take the dog I... <laughs> for a walk, right?
1: Cliff takes the dog uh, for oh, a yeah, walk. Oh, yeah, like, he smokes the yeah, cigarette. Just... Oh, Away we go. Smokes the cigarette <laughs> on the way. Yeah, the cigarette.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love how he talks. So, yeah, so this, I don't know, the entire movie is kind of building up to a crescendo, and this is kind of where, like, all the pieces kind of come together, into. the uh, one giant, hyper-violent, massive thing. So Classic the,
1: Tarantino. Yeah. The
2: Mansons are going up there to uh murder Roman Polanski. And then they run into Rick Dalton, I'm guessing, because like, they he, have that loud car. Fucking they interrupted loses his goddamn his margaritas. He so he goes hippies. out there and he starts y- yelling at those fucking hippies. He's banging on the hood of the car, telling them to turn this piece of shit around and get the fuck out of here. Do you so, think he scared them? Like why didn't Do you they think shoot? He
1: scared? Yeah, because well, Tex he kept, had the gun in his hand, and he kept but then slamming he, the hood, he, he, and yeah, he cocked it, but then he like uncocked it and put it down, and he you know he backed it you know he backed up the car and fucking backed all the way out. He yells so at that I don't redhead. Know if I forget what he said, but it was just like I scared he was just thinking, thinking better. I think he was. Yeah, I think they were just scared that he like saw them, you know. So they were thinking off a twice bit. about going. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking twice about going up there, yep.
2: So they they basically pull the car down the street, and then they turn around and walk right back up the street to go murder those people. And then they realize, well, in the car, the one hippie on acid recognizes <laughs> that that's Rick Dalton. And Rick Dalton yeah. was in all those cowboy movies gosh. shooting people. And they he taught them how to be violent. And so he's a perpetrator of violence, and that they should fucking just murder yeah. him. So, instead of should instead, murder the people
1: who taught us violence,
0: and this is where so you go the hit because like instead of killing Sharon yep. Tate, which what happened in real life, they decided to shift yep. like, hey, so, let's kill this guy instead because he's taught us to kill.
2: Yeah. So the Another one fun they fact, start l- going up l- the l- street. Let me interject. Nope, go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was looking through the cast again. One of the. Uh, what? Whatever. One of the hippies, one of the girl hippies, was actually um, Maya Hawk, which is Uma Thurman's daughter. I was Ethan Hawke uh, and Uma Thurman had a daughter. Yeah, yeah. she was Hawk also in Uma Stranger Thur, right? Things season three. Yeah, in whatever. season three. Yeah, yeah. but she fucking backs out. Cast, I'm like, she, she looks like Uma Thurman. I'm like, she has to be related. Yeah, and, like, yep, and Uma her, Thurman, her daughter, is a huge. Yeah, she was in Kill Bill and Kill shit. Bill. So, yeah. Yep. This is the connections between all the, yeah, the it's actors cool. in this well, movie. Oh, yeah. but, but yeah, so- she like like you said, she runs away. Yeah, like she's, she's like, I forgot my knife. Uh, out. and he's like, here, you might need the
0: keys because I locked it. She's like, oh, uh, oh, oh, okay. And then, like, you know what she's gonna do? She's like, fuck this. But yeah, so those three happen to be left alone. What happened next, Dave?
2: Uh yeah, they go walking back up the street. And they go into they go into Rick's house from what two different doors, three different oh. doors. Yeah, text, oh, two go in the front, the bread one comes
0: in the back. Cliff yeah. boots back at Rick's, this point, and
2: Rick's giving his dog some food, and he is friggin' tripping his balls off. Cliff and he is, is, yeah, and yeah, Rick's in the in, the, in a, the pool with his music, time.
0: with his headphones on. Yep, yeah, floating in the pool like he always does.
2: <laughs> this is where Tarantino pulls out one of his old tricks: the uh, the fantasy murder porn. And the uh, <laughs> <laughs> text comes in, pulls a gun on uh, Cliff. Cliff is just tripping balls, and you see the dog sitting him. on the couch, and the, you know the tension's oh, building up. And you're, you're waiting for text. He's to like, pull "Are the you real? But, yeah. Are you?
0: Is this? Are you real? I'm is, real are you real? Yeah, or something like that." No, he he, does, do he, he does some
2: part. some shitty man's Like, "Yeah, I'm here to do the devil." He just starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious when he just starts cracking up. He's like, no, it was, something, it was something way stupider than that. But than in the meantime,
0: I... the dog, like, Brandy's, like, yep. sitting on the couch staring at two dog food bowls because we were told earlier that, like, he is not allowed to move until, like,
1: yeah, Cliff
0: gives him the sound, and then he's allowed yep. to eat. And he's, like, of course, he's fucking tripping his balls off, and he's, like, licking the dog food. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, Stay. And he was looking at his finger and all that stuff. You knew he was, like, fucking... Turning lights off and
2: flinting tr- himself. Ripping his and... balls
0: off, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so then... then he, uh, gives
2: the, he gives the click, yeah.
0: Yep, yep, And then... Yep. And dog bite. attacks. Oh,
2: my
1: God. Yeah, bites, that was crazy. It,
2: bites Tex first and is ripping Tex, on him. Yep. Yeah,
0: because Tex
1: sent the one on girl leg, to go get the starts wife ripping of, on his nuts.
0: Yep, started biting, like... Yeah, he just constantly... Is constantly ordering that dog... Because then, like, he, the one oh, girl so cool. runs at him with the knife, and he's like, oh, fuck. So then he throws the dog food can right at her, her nose, and she instantly Caves falls. Caves in her fucking nose. Oh yeah, my she God. instantly is just in Brutal. pain from the rest of the, of her existence. And the other girl is, like, standing there next to the Italian wife, just watching, for the most part. But then, mm-hmm. the Italian woman, the wife, I forget her name, but she, like, Punches Francesca, I think. Yeah, Francesca, Jessica, whatever. She like punches her, but then the redhead gets up because she has like a gun or a knife on her, and then uh, (laughs) but then she like jumps. Oh yeah, then she like jumps. She tackles Cliff. Yeah, and he gets up. He's tripping. He gets him. He notices stabbed. He's got a knife in his hip, and then all (laughs) of a sudden, and then it's just like, I don't know. I forgot about how violent this next scene was, but I was just because he just. Curb stomped like he just caved in Texas face just before this happened. Like yep. he stomped he just on smashed
1: his face. Stomped his face. Yep.
0: Yeah. So Tex is dead. The other girl's on the ground being eaten by a dog with a caved in nose. And the other girl yep. tackles him, and then she fucked up because she put a knife dude, in the... this is And crazy. he he went, dude, he, the first thing he did, he took her, grabbed her by the hair, picked her up, and started bashing her face into uh like a Phone in the wall, into the phone, yeah. And then he goes. It was over like six or seven things that he smashed her
2: face into. A
0: poster into the mantle well, of, of the fireplace. Mantle of the fireplace. Oh, oh god. my god, dude! It was just so violent, over the top. But I think he did this the last seat when he
1: he had her in his in his hand. And he looks at her like her face all smashing, and he's like shakes his head. and He's like, "Yep," and then just puts her down. Yes, <laughs> dude. like, "Yep, she's dead."
0: So he killed two but people. This- the dog, I don't know. How does she get away from the dog? I can't remember. Oh, the dog's scared of guns because she shoots she it. She shoots the gun off. Yeah. She shoots the ceiling. She
1: got the gun from text.
2: And then
0: she yeah. like runs like a goddamn maniac into like the glass
1: wall.
2: Through the door and then out the into the pool.
1: Into the pool. Yep. Where yeah, Rick, Rick is. Here's here's the the shit ones, uh, Rick is <laughs> Rick. jamming out.
2: He's and his immediate reaction cool if somebody's screaming and shooting That's a, a gun in his pool it- is to go he into says, his closet or go into his pool house <laughs> oh and he's just got God. a fucking flamethrower from his movie in the pool house where he's just hanging he's out
0: like, wearing like a robe or whatever. Her. Yep. <laughs> it's just blo- just yeah, yep. she she aims torches the gun at her him and he's a... yep. torches her, yep.
1: torches Done. her
0: at which I don't know why she didn't go in the water, but she seemed like she was just not thinking at that point. She was
1: like blind, yeah, she was fucked She was up barely alive
0: anyways, point. yeah. So she dies and then well, then it kind of calms down. Then it, they kind of won. That was the, it. The police show yep. up. Uh, the- you f- you find out that because uh, Cliff collapses at one point, but it, it's probably just like the blood, the fight, the drugs. That I mean, they also
1: drank a shit ton earlier that 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 night. I mean, he drank so, a whole pitcher of margaritas. <laughs> yeah, even before that, he was already fucked up. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he comes back and he's like. Yeah, so yeah, so Rick Dalton goes goes out there and he's like, Alright buddy, like they can't part, but they have to and all that stuff. It's kind of like a happy ending because what happens next? Like mm-hmm. the the du- the neighbors next door are kind of like, Hey, what happened? And kind of Um Rick gets kind of invited to this
1: new opportunity to be kind of like next to yeah. the the new generation of it was Hollywood. It's funny because if he finds out that Sharon Tate is actually a huge fan of him, so she invites him up Everybody to Everybody is, though. Oh, that's
0: the thing. Everybody, Even the guys who kill him is like, oh, I hate a fucking like, the, yeah. the, the the lunchbox. He was
1: on my lunchbox. Yeah. 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 Watched him every morning. Everybody's yeah. a huge exactly. fan of him. They all see that his potential. He's just
0: he's a drunken... You know, he's a has-been, but he's not. He shouldn't be, but he's just like a drunk. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That it's last scene, ending. though, you
2: get like the all the random shit from like the like, uh, what was a What was the ranch? Spawn Ranch. Like, you get like yeah. all the hippie shit from there ends up paying off because the hippies show up there. You got the dog training scene that's in the beginning of the movie that shows like his whole apartment. It's Chicole a very tight, apartment. compact story. That all yeah, pays that... off there. Like, you know, from his fight with Bruce Lee that Cliff can handle his shit. So like, you know, like he's not he's not going to mm-hmm. get bullied around and you know that he's you know cool under pressure and then you got the whole flamethrower thing that gets set up in like the very first scene of the movie but this whole that whole chunk right there just reminded me of the end of inglorious bastards where it's just like (laughs) the 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 fantasy murder porn where i think tarantino just like picks out like a yes an evil figure from his past that's like part of pop culture or whatever and he he kills him the way he could basically yeah like in the he, most wanted Ter- way, he wanted to kill, he wanted to kill Hitler. So yeah. he
0: does. He like literally has them shoot Hitler in the face in, in glorious bastards. Like you see it, and it's like yes, like people hate Hitler so much. It was like it was like thank you Tarantino for like letting us see that cause like, <laughs> fuck that guy. And it's the same thing. This mm-hmm. man is like Sharon Tate was like this young woman who was pregnant, and they fucking dude, yep. like Dave. You exactly really should pregnant. see how fucking evil you should watch a manson documentary it's sad yeah, it's really if fucked i want to see that it's to, to appreciate this movie though like you i don't know man like it's sad so it's, that's it's, why i don't think this he, movie
2: hit me as hard as it did you because like yeah I'm not, because i'm not he was, I was killing those people because that
0: that's what we wanted to do like the what they did to to her and and her friend um like it was just like the same thing it's just like man if i could i would fucking kill those people and i think he did it with it with his movie that's why I was cathartic. so violent. A yes, a hundred percent.
2: A little bit of release there, but yeah. But yeah, last kind of little thing. The, okay, go ahead. Another fact.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Another little fun fact. I I'm Please. coming in with all the fun facts tonight. Um. So you know, Tarantino usually makes a cameo in all of his movies. He, he, he yeah, did, where was uh, he? I didn't see him in this. So movie. I didn't see him in for this, this one. Did you guys? Did you guys watch and t- uh, did you see the after credit scene like with the red? Yeah, apple the red, commercial? red apple I cigarettes. Didn't see a cigarette yeah. thing.
0: fucking thing just so, looked yeah. like me. <laughs>
1: uh, Tarantino has uh, he's not shown on screen, but he plays the director oh, of that commercial, okay. and he yells and and cut at the end. So that's his like quote unquote cameo in this movie. No. Oh, okay. That's cute.
2: I, I don't know. I didn't like his cameo in Pulp Fiction. I don't like when he puts himself in his own shit.
1: I like, so the, the he's I like his cameo in, in every one in, of his movies. Oh, yeah. I know. I don't I like
2: it. It takes me out of it because I'm like, oh, there's fucking Quentin Tarantino acting and putting himself in his own shit. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, other directors me. do
0: that. But, yeah, you know, M. Night Shyamalan does it. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock famously does it. But he doesn't talk in his movies. Just like, well, you know, Stan Lee does it. Whatever. It's uh Tarantino's just gonna do what Tarantino does, but yeah. Um, kind of a fun little thing they did at the end where he's just kinda of like selling himself out still. Like he's just like like it's he has all these like cool lines about the apple cigarette red apple cigarettes, but then as soon as he like cut he's like fucking things suck
1: fucking things look disgusting, disgusting. Pun-
0: fuck this and he punches like his like cut out and he just hates it and it's it's just, like why'd <laughs> you
1: think this was good I got a double chin in this fucking That's picture punches punches double it. chin
0: <laughs> I love how emotional he is I love it I want to see these characters again I want to see another one for some fucking reason I just want more like when Doug uh, when, when like um when uh Brad Pitt is like Cliff Booth is scaling the the building or the house to get to the thing like you hear the like he's like little ninja yeah, moves and stuff cool. like that. Like it's just like, what can this guy do? You know? So I don't know. I would love it. Probably won't happen. It's not necessary. Like that's what we do. We always want more of something, like just accept what it is. But I don't know, DiCaprio and uh Brad Pitt together with Tarantino, like Jesus. So It was fun.
2: fantastic. I just wish it was less based in reality and more of its like its own self, its own yeah. universe built in on itself.
0: If you ever catch I would up have on more out of it that way, but. on what really happened, the Sharon Tate and just see what like why mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Charles Manson. I, I have to now, but just yeah, yeah, just watch like a YouTube ten minute breakdown maybe or something like that what it is or something like that. But uh, it's it is pretty fucked yeah. up. Knowing it might change. Knowing the history of, of that
1: definitely enhances this movie for sure. Because um, I can see how like if I didn't know anything about like the tr- the whole charles manson stuff like that wouldn't have landed for me at all.
2: There. Yes, yeah. Another good Tarantino flick though. It was uh it's a fun ride. Yeah,
1: I like I said overall I liked it. Some parts that were, you know, I had whatever didn't like as much, but overall I I definitely enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched
0: it. Good. Yeah, I I don't know anybody who would watch this be like I didn't like it, you know. But all right, yeah. It's uh it's Tarantino. It's If you like movies, you probably like a couple Tarantino movies. So, um, I wanted to do this one because it was fresh and I just was like blown away that you guys hadn't seen it. And it's just, I don't know. It's just like a fucking ride, man. So it's not deep. It's not a deep movie. It makes you think it's just kind of like, woo, that was fun. So, uh, is there anything else you guys want to say on this? Otherwise we can take a break and then get into, um, what's that wiki?
1: But yeah, any kind of closing comments on the movie? Uh I don't know. I would I would definitely watch this again uh now that I kind of know what to expect from it. Um but yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was a good pick, Brandon. Thanks for making us watch yeah. it.
2: Yeah. All Great right. acting. Great Cinematography, great shots in the movie. Soundtrack was good. No know, know your history mm-hmm. before you jump in here.
0: Yeah, Dave, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna recommend somebody to see this, just make sure they are at least aware of why Charles Manson <laughs> is fucking
1: known. I didn't yes. know that was it such helps. common
2: knowledge. It was murders murders from the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Well, such yeah, common you, knowledge. How many cult you have Most, heard 60s, of? most famous
1: was... cult yeah, most famous cult there is, really. And it yeah. helps to know have some like old a uh, little bit of Hollywood knowledge too like True. older actors and yeah some stuff, stuff like went wow. over my head for sure
0: okay great well glad we did that so yeah let's take a break and when we come back Dave is gonna lead us with some what's that wiki Okay, we're back, and, oh boy, Dave is going to be hosting What's That Wiki. Now, I think, Dave, do you have a theme for this uh, this this game tonight?
2: Uh, this week, since we were chatting on movies, I went with straight movie set. So while we're keeping Ooh, it fresh, okay. we're going to drift away from the games this one.
0: Okay, okay. All right, cool. Uh, real quick, Eric, do you mind actually kind of recapping and what's that wiki? Uh, like, what are the rules?
2: Yeah, so
1: we pick uh, whatever set number. I think Dave got has five uh, movies for this one, um, and we read the plot section of the Wikipedia article for said movie, and we redact or you know take out keywords that would give away um, the movie in this case, and then. Whoever thinks they know it can buzz in with their name um, and they can make their guess if they get it wrong. The other person has the chance to kind of sit back and uh, hear as much as they want before they can take a guess. Uh, and the other person can't guess again until the um, other person guesses and gets it wrong. So uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's how it works. Cool. All right, thanks. Get into uh, it. All right, all right Dave.
0: Uh,
2: let's right, go, Eric. You're going down. Here.
1: No, I'm not losing. We'll see.
2: To <laughs> <laughs> we'll see who can get these. Ah, uh, question number one. Blank is a typical teenager. At home, Blank's meek father is bullied by his supervisor. His mother, Eric, is it? Eric. Yep.
1: Back to the future.
2: Boom! Right out of the gate. Wow, Eric, nice dude. work.
0: That's impressive. I, 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 I just thought, watched I Back to the Future like a week
1: ago.
2: Yeah. His mother is an overweight, depressed alcoholic, and his older siblings are professional and social failures. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this movie sounds good depressing. Synopsis. Coming right out of the gate. Damn. Alright, well, Eric. Uh, who Eric. Where do we go for this one? Oh, we're gonna... Uh, we'll keep it keep it with the classics. Uh okay there's our tip number two. <laughs> there, yep, yeah. I'll give it that. It is. Oh five years after saving Blank from destruction, Blank has been sued for property damage incurred and is barred from investigations, forcing them out of business. Blank now owns an occult bookstore and works his side job alongside blank and unpopular as unpopular children's entertainers blank works in a laboratory explaining with experimenting with human emotions while blank hosts a television television talks show about psychics. All right, nothing.
1: I I have have no idea this. I have a guess, but I don't want to. I don't want to say it. because Blank, I
2: don't to say it. someone's ex-girlfriend, has an infant son with her ex-husband and works at an art museum cleaning artwork. She turns to Blank for help after Blank's stroller seemingly rolls by itself into a busy road intersection. Oh, wait a minute.
0: A, Bra- oh, man. I don't know why I'm saying this. I don't know why I said this. Brandon? I-, I heard yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> is it Ghostbusters 2?
2: It is Ghostbusters 2! Oh, I was gonna yeah. guess Ghostbusters. Holy Congratulations. Shit. Okay.
1: Oh my god! I cut I the little
2: part at the beginning about was saving New York City from destruction, but
1: yep, I was thinking Ghostbusters, but I didn't. Oh. I don't know if I've ever seen two or all of it, anyways. But it was the stroller press has they got me. Ghostbusters in my mind.
2: Not as good as the first, but it is good. But the the synopsis for one was a little on the nose, so this one seemed like a, a little tougher one. All right, one to one. Let's move on to number three. Uh, we'll go with this one. Uh, at an abandoned hotel within a major city, a police squad corners a blank, who overpowers them with superhuman abilities. Blank flees, <gasps> pursued by police and a group of suited men. Yep. Uh, Eric, you're.
1: Uh, is it? You better oh, get it right. I might have. Is this The Dark Knight? No. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's not where right. right? nah. nah, Let me sit back here. Blank and... is...
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> soak that's... this one in.
1: I Blank is pursued
2: by the police and a group of suited blanks, bl- b- pursuited men, I guess, capable of similar superhuman feats. She answers a ringing phone and vanishes just before... A officer mm. crashes a truck into a mm. boot.
0: I know what it is, but I want I want Eric I want you to no, soak no, this b- in.
2: Known by his hacking alias, is puzzled by repeated mm. online encounters with the phrase "blank." Mm. I Someone
0: know what the Matrix contacts is. him
2: and tells him that a man has the answers he seeks. Yeah, I, Br- yeah,
0: Brandon, Brandon, come on,
2: yeah. yeah,
0: it's the Matrix. Okay, yeah, that's what I was hey,
2: thinking. There you okay. go. All right, the the different. You forget about that Trinity scene right in the beginning, and that uh, that's a great setup for that movie. Yeah, I
1: didn't remember that. It's been a while since I've seen The Matrix.
0: I saw that movie, had no idea what it was. I just was like, "Oh, it's popular." I went into the thing, it was like FBI, CIA kind of shit. I had no idea what was coming. I was like. What just happened with her in that phone? (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm in. (laughs) I don't remember that part at all. It's
2: it's trippy from like the word go. Like shit is just puts her
0: hand on the glass, thousand miles an hour. Yeah.
2: Hmm. All right, Brandon is up two to one. Eric needs this one to tie. Movie number four: The family of blank, a wealthy person, attend his 85th birthday party. The next morning, blank's housekeeper finds him Eric. dead with his throat slit. Yes, Eric.
1: Knives out. I just watched this. Hey,
2: knives out.
1: Oh, um, I didn't even think of that, that recently.
0: Yeah. Good movie.
2: That is a that is a great movie that I've also watched recently and that is I don't know. That was that one took me by surprise knowing nothing going in and it was Yeah, I like that very, one a lot. Very very pleasant. All right. I don't know if you guys have both seen this Whoops. one. For all the marbles.
1: Uh, yeah, he got all that here.
2: I don't, know. I don't want to give any un- undue advantages, but I've got the wiki up here and this is what it is. I don't know. If, whatever.
0: If it's a movie and it's known in some capacity, I think we'll have a chat. Sure. It
2: uh, question number five for Automobiles. Blank is a teenager who lives in a slum with his aunt he attends school within blank but lacks the virtual currency to travel to other locations Eric?
1: shit Yes, Eric. oh uh, i might have buzzed in too early yeah what how do you is this um is this ready player one
2: it is oh, i've never <laughs> seen it one i don't even know anything Eric. about
1: it ah oh, too oh, deep for see, me see
2: that's why i was a little i was a little Damn. concerned about putting I this i thought it was there. last I figured it was Hero. a movie <laughs> It was a movie about games, so I figured it might synergize a bit.
0: No. Congratulations,
2: Eric. You won a all-expense-paid trip to motherfucking Space Camp. camp. Yeah, baby! Going to Space Camp! Congratulations. Damn.
1: That was fun. I thought Uh, it would be worse at the movies.
2: A little different with the movies, but it's definitely worth it's worth seeing Brandon just for all the random like video game shit There's there is. So the many book, stuff. The book is way better shit. than the movie.
0: Ready. I mean, layer one. I know. And And I go, and I see. If you a, if you read seventy two
2: on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's watchable. I know you can read, but if you do read. Yeah, the
1: movie's decent. Uh, but yeah, like i never read the book, but I've heard the book is fantastic.
2: Okay. Yeah, there's whole sections of it that are just completely swapped out from the book to the movie. But a
0: forty year old dude general, will enjoy general reading this book. Like I can read this book and yeah. be like cool
2: because literally everything is hitting the eighties nostalgia. Everything in the entire movie is all about eighties nostalgia. So,
0: okay. okay,
2: I don't know, take that Maybe. going in
0: we'll see Okay, well,
2: Yeah, I guess we'll see what game we play next time I don't know, we might switch it up next time
0: Yeah, I know we haven't really decided um, I know there's a lot of new things that just came out Coming out, buckets that we gotta fill And holes we gotta plug in our list and all that stuff So, um, yeah, we'll think about it But I think we're also open if anybody that listens to the show Could suggest something, you know, we're down to try it out um, yeah, I think we could wrap it up. Oh, man, I lost it sucks uh is there <laughs> anything else you guys want to say otherwise, yeah. Eric, you can close us out with uh some social shit you want yeah, I'll just
1: I'll just throw that in right now um you can follow us on Twitter at nomads of fantasy and if you wanna email us uh any comments, questions, uh, tell us how much you loved once upon a time in Hollywood or hated it or whatever. You can email us at nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. Uh, so yeah, send us some feedback. Um, we'd love to hear it and we'd read it on the show. If we got any.
2: Someday. You
0: got anything else, Dave? It's been a pleasure.
2: (laughs) Uh, no, just looking forward to E3 coming this weekend. Um, yep. Hopefully, there's a lot of good shit announced. I'm assuming maybe we'll have a review of E3 next week. I don't know. We'll see what kind of we'll crazy stuff gets it. announced and what Bring gets. Up at I don't least. know. Depending on what what gets announced and what gets delayed and what's even there, so yeah, I know that's super on super for that. It's gonna quick be busy
0: at least. I think. Yeah, um, and I know we have some games that we also want to have, uh, kind of like some chivy games. So we'll we'll figure all that stuff out. We'll get it uh, out as soon as we can kind of get that figured out on our end. But um, a lot of new stuff is going to be going on. So, and then, again, there's just so much stuff that we're playing and watching. Invincible is going on in the background. I want to talk about that shit. So, um, and then Mortal Kombat 11. I'll probably have, like, something to say about that. So, I don't know. If you're into this stuff, play along with us. Otherwise, uh, I think we're done.